St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh, here on this episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. Our topic of discussion is our bachelor's program in mathematics here at St. Leo University. And so I'd like to welcome to the podcast Dr. Monica Kiss, who is a professor of mathematics as well as the interim chair of the math department here at St. Leo University. Dr. Kiss, welcome. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me on the show, and I'm very excited to share some information. Absolutely, yeah, and I know this is the first time we've kind of specifically touched on math here on the podcast, so really excited to have you on and and excited to get into this. So first off, Dr. Kiss, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself in terms of your background when it comes to education and your professional career? Some of your listeners may not know. I'm originally Hungarian, so if my accent sounds a little bizarre, it's probably because it's a Hungarian, New Jersey, Hawaii, Florida accent. And that kind of tells you the journey of how I uh, sort of got here. Um, I was born in Hungary. Uh, when I turned 17, finished high, um, when I finished high school at the age of 17, um, my mother sent me off to the United States where my uncle, her oldest brother, sponsored me to go to undergraduate school. I attended Kane College at the time. Uh, it is now a university, not unlike St. Leo's journey from being a college to university. Um, I earned my bachelor's of arts in mathematics at King College. Then um, in my last year, I got married. Then husband suggested that I continue my education in Hawaii because what better place to live and be broke as graduate students than Hawaii. And I proceeded to apply uh, to the University of Hawaii at Manoa, uh, where I earned my uh, master's and my PhD in mathematics. And so, that's sort of my journey, my professional journey to um, to become the mathematician that I am today. Wow, that is definitely quite a, a path, very unique, I must say. And then so in terms of teaching math, just talk to me about how you got into, you know, the, the teaching profession. Did you know you always wanted to teach? Well, that's a really good question, Greg. Um, my mom doesn't seem to remember this. It's it's quite funny. But when I when I remember growing up, I had a younger sister, four years younger than me. Um, as many of you know, your listeners may relate to this. I used to have a little uh, blackboard uh, that I, I pretended to be a teacher, my sister. And um, so when I was growing up, I always thought, oh my gosh, how cool would it be if I could teach English? and mathematics. Um, I was also very much interested in economics and politics. But as I was growing up, I always thought that teaching would be a really cool profession. And when I was attending high school in Hungary, I was informed that there's no way in the way the education system is in Hungary that I could pursue being a teacher in English and in mathematics. So that was heartbreaking. But as it turns out, uh, I am now teaching mathematics and English, so, you know, you just never know what happens when you set out and, and pursue, you know, your dreams. And so I am living my dream. I am doing what I love to do. I, 
I love teaching at St. Leo University. Um, I love my students. I love, you know, uh, providing information and, and, and the love of mathematics that I have and share it with students that maybe some of them can appreciate it as much as I do. Uh, so at the end of the day, I think that's, it's, it's, it was in college when I, I realized that this is, this is my, this is my life path. Uh, and so here I am doing what I always wanted to do. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great little story. So when it comes to math, I know a lot of subjects, you know, in general in school kind of have certain stereotypes, whatnot. And just let's talk about kind of the stereotypes of math. And I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they see numbers, they see uh, formulas, equations, and it kind of makes their head spin. Um, so just from your standpoint, you know, why do you think math maybe has a bit of a stereotype? And what do you try to do as a professor to make students more comfortable with math? Well, uh, Greg, that's that's very, very true. And um, I, I have another story for you, if I may. Um, um, my my father was an electrician and my mom was a hairdresser. And so when I came to the U.S., I came by myself. My family stayed back in Hungary. And so when I got my uh, bachelor's degree in mathematics, both my parents were bewildered, you know, like, what happened? You know, where, where did this come from? And my father... And literally, when I graduated from college is when he told me the story of how he was attending college, like a technical college. Uh, he wanted to get a higher, like sort of an engineering degree in um, with his electric uh, electrician background. And um, he shared with me the story of how he quit uh, his engineering program because of his uh, math teacher. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so both of my parents have been just wondering where this math um, interest, if you will, came from. Um, so uh, why I shared that story with you is because I think um, there are there are two reasons why I feel um, that there's such disdain. I like to call disdain, not so much hate, but disdain and fear for mathematics. Uh, one of them is, I think, sadly, the fault of some uh, teachers. Uh, I hear very often when I meet people, um, when they ask me what I do for a living, you know, the reaction 99% of the time is, ooh, I hate math. Why, you know, why would you do something like that, you know? And I would always ask, um, you know, why, you know, why do you feel this way? I, I you know, I do sort of like an informal um, informal survey uh, when I meet people, you know, what causes them to feel the way they feel about mathematics. And almost all the time, it's about this particular math teacher in either middle school or high school uh, who made them hate it. Uh, so um, to me, that's very sad. And of course, that inspires me to do my, my job better. Um, and so that's one reason why I think that we have a problem, uh, which of course uh, we have we have to somehow address in the you know higher education because and I'm, I'm uh, making policies as well um, because we can't attract good teachers if we don't if we don't appreciate them and not just financially but you know as a society. I don't think that we give enough value to the profession of, of teaching, both in elementary, middle, and the high school levels. 
maybe a little bit more in, in academia and the higher education level, but definitely not uh, in, in the lower level, which sort of brings me to the second reason why I think a lot of people uh, do not like math, is, and that is, you know, um, as parents, we have such great, we are role models for our children. And I often hear parents say, well, I was never any good in math, so it's okay if my child is not. Also, you know, what are you gonna do with math? There's just a very negative attitude, like, you know, what can you do with math? I don't want my children to be math teachers, which is again, reinforcing this negative um, sort of attitude toward the professional teaching. And partly is because, you know, as you probably are aware, as the listeners are aware, we don't pay our team up. And so when we send our, you know, um, kids off to college, we want them to be able to support themselves. I'm sure many of you have heard that, you know, many teachers have to work second jobs just to make a living. So we have to have some kind of, um, I, I would say, we need a media um, relations people to help us to elevate mathematics in, in, in a better light so that people will want to become teachers and will want to change the way, you know, our young people, you know, growing up will view mathematics. Um, and so if we can just change this cycle uh, that comes from the parents, comes from the education system, then maybe we can change the way people feel about math and um, we can we can hopefully do a better job of marketing what people can do with a math degree, not only being amazing teachers that will change the lives of young people, but, you know, working in industry. So, um, so I think there's a lot of reasons, but those two primarily are the ones that in my mind um, come to, to come to light. Absolutely. Very well said. I think, like you said, you know, it's a multifaceted uh arena so to speak and a lot of a lot of factors and you know that's i think a goal of this podcast is to to spread the word about this program and obviously you know we'll certainly get into the many different the the diversity of career options and tracks and whatnot uh, with a math degree so let's dive into the bachelor's in math program and let's speak about the history of the program here at St. Leo, I know you've been with the university for many years now, and just talk to me about your perspective on the program and maybe perhaps some history behind the program. Well, uh, this this is one of my favorite stories, Greg. As you said, I've been here for, for quite a bit. Um, I was um, graduating with my PhD in 2003 in the University of Hawaii. And um, in my last year, of course, I was applying to different institutions. And I had the opportunity at a math conference in, the Jan in January of 2003 uh, to meet Dr. Bandori, who was uh, in uh, Maryland at this conference recruiting uh, a new faculty. And uh, all my friends in Hawaii said, you know, don't, don't go to Hawaii, don't go to Florida. Only the retired people live there. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be happy living in Florida. But I didn't listen. I, when Dr. Bandari invited me to come and visit St. Leo University campus for an interview, I fell in love. I fell in love with the location. And if, if, uh, if you have seen any pictures of St. Leo over the last you know, 20 years or so, you would not believe the changes that we have come through. It's, it's night and day. I mean, our campus was beautiful then and it is way more beautiful now. But um, to answer your question, 
uh, when I came to interview, St. Leo did not have a bachelor's degree in mathematics. We were a very small, excuse me, we were a very small institution. And so there are some programs that were growing. And so when I interviewed with then VPAA, Dr. Doug Astolfi, um, uh, he said, Monica, I think a liberal arts institution such as ourselves needs a bachelor's in mathematics degree. What do you think about that? And I said, what? I just got my PhD in mathematics, freshly minted, and you want me to start a math major? Yes, please. Where do I sign the dotted line? And so <laughs> my first year um, with my colleagues, Dr. Batari and Dr. White, um, we um, researched and submitted a proposal for a degree in mathematics, a bachelor's degree in mathematics. And so uh, we've been we've been offering the degree since 2005, and I'm just so delighted to be a part of that process. And um, we are uh, we are a small program, which has its positives, and of course negatives. But the positive is that we are we have a small uh, faculty, and we we care about our students. Uh, we are the faculty mentors of our students, so we don't have advisors that don't know anything about the degree. Um, it, is, um, it is a wonderful environment where the students feel like they are important. They're not just one in 300 students. We have um, research opportunities for our students. We are constantly revisiting our major. We are con we're trying to be as dynamic about the program that we offer so that our students will be gaining skills that are marketable. So that way, whether they decide to pursue graduate programs or they decide to uh, find um, their careers right out of uh, earning their bachelor's degree, they will be ready. So, so they will be um, successful and happy people. Exactly, well said. And kind of on that note, uh, in terms of prospective students, how would you define or describe, uh, you know, an ideal prospective student for this bachelor's in math program? I love that question, Greg. Thank you for asking that question. I think anybody who's interested in math, who is eager to problem solve, who, who, who wants to learn about data, who wants to learn about how things work, um, that's pretty much it. So anybody who's interested in and in, in, in learning um, mathematical ideas, ways of solving problems, those are the students that we want. <laughs> so it's very open. We're here to teach you if you're willing to learn. Right, that's awesome. I know that uh, this major can be paired with a number of different minors and you know there, there are a lot of combinations out there that uh, work well with the math major and let's dive into some of those. That's another great question. You have you, you have uh, done yourself, Greg, with all the great questions. Over the years, we've had majors that have earned double degrees. We've had students who earned a math degree with a biology degree. We've had students who earned degrees in mathematics and accounting. We've had students that earn degrees in mathematics and psychology. So we've had students that double major, um, which is quite doable. Uh, we've also had students that have uh, decided that um, they wanted to learn more about uh, computer science or cybersecurity. And so we've had lots of students who earned their bachelor's in mathematics with 
um, a programming minor, uh, information systems minor. Uh, we've also had students that earn minors in bio or psychology or accounting. Um, but to be fair, Greg, um, anybody who likes mathematics and understands that problem solving, data analysis is something that people in almost all facets of life can use. You know, think about somebody who's going to work for um, the police department. Uh, so somebody who, who wants to work as an investigator. Um, maybe they want to get a math degree and get a criminal justice minor. Uh, if you want to, um, you know, the psychology and the math uh, majors may seem like an odd combination, but if you think about it, psychologists are studying how people behave. They're collecting data. They're trying to analyze cause and effect. They're trying to see uh, relationships between things, and those are all mathematical ideas. Um, so there's just the way math can pair with pretty much anything at all is, is, is amazing. Um, we've had students that were interested in English and math at the same time, which, which may seem like the most bizarre of combinations because usually what you'll find is that most of our math majors do not wish to write. That's why they like math because it's just problem solving. And a lot of times English majors may not be all that interested in, in doing mathematics. But this is actually a great combination as well. We've had students who are interested in this. And so we talk about, you know, you could work for a publisher um, uh, who does math, uh, math textbooks. You could be a great asset to a company like that. So the combination with math is just, it's, it's just great. Uh, and any, any minor that you can pick up to help you in terms of what you want to do, you know, when you finish your degree is great. Economics, you know, marketing, any of those uh, degrees will pair well as a minor with the math degree. So it's just, it's up to what the student desires, what they're interested in, you know, what do they want to do with their last, rest of their life. Mathematics provides a way of thinking, a way of looking at problems that no other major provides. It is really truly a, a way for someone to communicate uh, with the technology that we're, we're able to use today. We're able to solve problems with the mathematical tools that we learn in the various classes that we have our students take in their, um, in their program. And so no matter what area you're thinking about, a math major will be able to contribute because they understand numbers. They can, they're not afraid of numbers. Like you said at the beginning, Greg, math majors are not afraid of numbers. They will look at numbers and, and can make sense of them and they can make recommendations based on, on you know, the data that they're provided. So we, we're good at problem solving. We are good at providing solutions to problems. So uh, we're not just teachers. We're, we're also a great part of of any company that needs someone to help, you know, analyze information. So let's talk about some of the courses and specific topics covered in this bachelor's in math program. We do have some core courses. As we designed this program, we want it to be, of course, uh, compatible with any other university's math major. So we have a set of core courses. 
we of course have our calculus series, calculus one, calculus two, and calculus three, which is a multivariable calculus. We also require students to know a little bit about differential equations, which is more applied mathematics, linear algebra, which is a, which is a great course for students that are interested in understanding how you can look at um, databases. Um, students, I always encourage our computer science majors that want to do um, game design. Linear algebra is a great course because it teaches about how you can manipulate points in not only on the plane, but also in, in space. So imagine students that want to do like three-dimensional uh, game designs. That course would be a great course for them to learn about how you can move points in space and in the plane. Um, we also require our students to take discrete mathematics, which is sort of a course where we, where we learn to sort of go from your you know, high school math ideas, right? Your basic algebra, your trigonometry, and like level up, I like to say it like that, because most people believe, and, and you're gonna laugh at this probably, most people believe, you know, when they find out that I, I have a PhD in mathematics, uh, that I've had like calculus one through calculus 5,000. Of course, untrue. Uh, <laughs> mathematics, I like to think of mathematics as, um, as sort of a tree. You can think of it as above ground or below ground. Uh, if you think of it as above ground, uh, mathematics has these very core uh, areas, subject areas that, you know, people in graduate school focus on as well. Analysis and algebra and geometry. But these core courses, of course, sort of span out, right? So you get these branches out, uh, grown out of these three major areas of mathematics, you know, probability and statistics, number theory, um, uh, topology, um, graph theory. There, I mean, and the list goes on. And these are all little branches of mathematics that when you pursue a graduate uh, degree in mathematics, you, you will start to narrow your interest among some of these branches. And then when you get your PhD, then, you know, you're like at the, the end of the branch on a little leaf where you're going to be focusing on something that's exactly the one, one area that you really want to study. And so we have applied, so like our differential equations classes, more of like our applied math, our linear algebra, as, as more of like your pure mathematics area, but all, all of these classes have some applications in real life. Um, and discrete math is sort of our course that sort of introduces the students to these, you know, some of these, not all of the, the branches of mathematics and sort of the language of mathematics that we use in order to do what we do. Um, in addition to these core courses, and as well as statistics, I wanted to mention statistics, of course, everybody um, who is a math major should know statistics. And in fact, I feel like all, you know, all of our students should understand statistics. That's the language that we hear on a daily basis. Um, so that's something that our math majors do, uh, which has, of course, incredible applications. Uh, data science is sort of a jazzy version of statistics. If anybody is always wondering like, well, what's data science, you know, it's it's more, you know, in that study of statistics, of data analysis, and so on. Uh, in addition to these core courses, our students are also required to choose electives. And so that's what I meant by the flexibility of our program. Our electives are 
um, vary. You know, you can have students take more applied courses or more math courses if they want to go to grad school. Um, you will also allow our students to choose uh, some computing courses that are very mathematical based. And um, some students choose to take an internship course that we created. It's a uh, Math 425, uh, where students either you know, find an internship off campus or we're trying to work on developing relationships within campus so our students can earn an internship um, uh, credit, three credits for this one course, uh, where they learn some you know, on-the-job skills. And that's a part of our degree program. So they can earn up to six credits of internships, which I think is a fantastic opportunity that could lead to all kinds of job offers and careers. So um, that's sort of the curriculum in a nutshell. But, you know, if anybody is ever interested, they can always reach out and I can talk to them. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I'm all for real world experience, you know, practical experience, putting that education to use in those internship opportunities, whatnot. It's that's fantastic. In terms of uh, clubs, chapters, anything else you want to mention that students can get involved in, uh, you know, on campus, but outside the classroom? Yes, we actually have a math club that has been going very strong. Of course, during COVID, we didn't get to do as much activities. Um, and we also have now, uh, for two years now, the uh, Pi Mu Epsilon St. Leo University uh, chapter. It's a National Honor Society for Math Majors. So we're very excited about that. That's a, that's a recent addition. In terms of career uh, tracks, opportunities, I know we have kind of already covered this to some extent, but uh, anything else you'd like to mention about what you can actually do with that bachelor's in math degree? Oh my gosh, I have such a long list. So at some point you have to cut me off. Um, I, I was, um, as I was preparing to have our chat today, I looked at some of alumni and what they do. And yes, of course, we have lots of students that choose to be math teachers, which is wonderful. But we also have students that become actuaries, uh, data scientists, mathematicians, of course, they pursue graduate programs in math, software engineers, programmers, financial analysts, uh, project managers, risk management analysts. So just because you're a math major, it doesn't mean you don't qualify for some of these jobs that do not have the word math in them. So there are some great opportunities with the math degree. You just have to go after it. Absolutely, no doubt. And then I know uh, as far as graduate programs, I know you also did touch on this briefly, but let's speak a little more uh, specifically about you know graduate programs, whether they're within St. Leo University or potentially outside the university that uh, graduates of this bachelor's program could pursue? I will share with you some of the schools that our students have gone on to and gotten uh, graduate degrees. We have students, of course, who stay at St. Leo. We've had students who earned their uh, MBA from St. Leo, uh, computer science masters or cybersecurity. I do know that if students in the future uh, since we have now um, an education um, uh, PhD degree. So if students wanted to pursue that, that would be something entirely in their, uh, in, in their realm of possibility. Uh, in addition, I just mentioned that we've had students who have um, gone on to getting master's degrees, as well as some PhDs out from UCF in mathematics or math education. Uh, we've had students that went on to FSU to get math degrees. 
The University of South Florida has our uh, current student who is in his second, um, no, first, first year in the math program. Uh, we've had students at uh, Louisiana State University. Um, one of our very own who returned, uh, Ms. Uh, Augustus, she just became our instructor as of um, January of this year. She went on to LSU where she earned her a master's in education with focus in mathematics. Uh, we also had a student that went on to uh, FSU who earned a PhD in uh, financial mathematics. Uh, we've had a student who went on to William and Mary and got his master's in computer science. University of Colorado statistics, uh, same at University of Nevada. Florida Poly, we had a student who went on to get a degree, a master's degree in nanotechnology, one who got a degree in data mining. Uh, we've had students that went on to Wright State University uh, and got a psychology with math um, degree. I'm not entirely sure what the formal name was. We have a student who's attended University of North Florida for a PhD in mathematics, and the list goes on. So um, yes. We have students that go on not just to pursue math, but different degrees that it's just up to their interest. And I, I don't mind sharing this with you. Um, I have a student who is now becoming a dentist with a math degree. So, <laughs> so it just varies. It just everybody has their own interests and the sky is the limit. No question. Yep. Once again, just a perfect example of every you know, everything you can do, all the potential possibilities with a math degree. And then uh, as far as uh, alumni, any other success stories you'd like to mention, you know, in terms of specific careers that our alumni have gone on to pursue? Well, I have a couple, again, because I could go on, uh, but with our time, I'm, I'm just going to highlight a couple. Uh, Ruth Cutler uh, was one of our... Um, one of our amazing alumni. And again, all of our alumni are amazing. I love all our students. But Bruce was um, a, an exceptional student because he came to uh, St. Leo from England. He was a soccer player and, of course, a math major. He is the one who got a minor in both uh, computer programming and information systems. William and Mary uh, actually flew him up to William and Mary um, and pursued him to get his master's degree in computer science from there. Um, so it's a wonderful story. He was um, an All-American because he was an excellent soccer player and, of course, like top-notch math major. Um, he's one of our proudest um, alumni. I'm, I'm super proud of him. He, he worked uh, for, I think his first uh, position was a software engineer up in Boston. Uh, I actually got a chance to visit him. It was wonderful. Prudential uh, in the third, I think the 14th floor, the Prudential building overlooking the river in Boston. It was fabulous. But now he's, uh, I know, I know you're jealous. It's okay. Um, he's, uh, he's moved, I think, in the last couple of years. And he's now the uh, senior delivery pr principal. Don't ask me what that is. And a North Carolina um, company. Very proud of him. Uh, I, I have to like repeat Maria Augustus, who earned her bachelor's in math from St. Leo, uh, gone on to get a master's at LSU. 
in education with emphasis in mathematics. And we're so lucky to have her back. Uh, she started as an instructor in January of this year. So she's another great story. You know, she when she graduated, she, she promised me she'd be back and she's here. So we're so lucky to have her. Another one uh, I wanted to just share is Megan, Megan Demmer. Um, again, I'm, I'm probably missing so many. And so I'm going to end here. Megan, just like all the other students now who are able to, created a handshake account. And she was actually pursued by a company to do an internship with them. So she didn't even have to do much work. You know, she just put up her resume and this company reached out to her and said, we'd like to have you on board as an intern. And um, so in her last semester in college, she interned with them. She earned credit for interning with this company. And once she completed her internship, they offered her a full-time job. And so she is uh, what they call an RPA developer at Net Synergy Virtual Solutions, which is just, you know, down in, in Lutz. And so I could not be prouder of all of our students. But again, uh, unless you stop me, I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to go ahead and let you just ask, you know, your next question. So, but I, what I do want to tell you is that I'm super proud of our, of our alumni. And, and what makes me happy is that they're, you know, they're living their best life. That's wonderful. Such a testament to the program and, you know, the faculty here and everything. I mean, it's, it's really something. I know uh, one thing I meant to ask you about earlier was the faculty who do teach in the program and would love for you to provide just an overview of the faculty. I know, you know, just your background is amazing, very unique as it is. And I know several of our other faculty have really incredible backgrounds as well. I mentioned Maria, who is one of our newest colleagues. In addition to the two of us, we have four other professors who are full-time professors. Uh, I will share with you, our first is Dr. Jackie White. Uh, she was here when I, when I arrived. Um, she has an incredible background as well. She has been a, a, a wonderful mentor. Um, and um, her, uh, her interest is in um, data science, statistics, uh, and also just like myself, you know, teaching people to love mathematics. Um, so there are three of us uh, um, in, the, in the ladies department. And then we also have three gentlemen. Um, the first one is Dr. Bazari. Then we have two newer faculty, Dr. Murphy in, in sort of in the order that he arrived. Uh, he's interested in applied mathematics, operations research. Um, so that's, uh, those are the areas that he's interested in. And our last faculty before um, uh, Maria is Dr. Jacob Aguilar, who is also a wonderful addition to our program. He's, um, we're very proud of him because he's working with uh, doctors on uh, studying the pandemic. So his area of interest is also applied mathematics and data science, you know, collecting data. Uh, which is what you know his uh, efforts are based on right now. Um, he's also involved in the honors program. Dr. White was formerly the director of the honors program. Dr. Aguilar now is uh, assistant assistant director of the honors program. I hope that I'm say saying that right. So all of our colleagues are very involved in the fa in, in the, um, the 
teaching of the classes, but also in outside activities. Uh, Dr. White is the advisor for the Pi Mu Epsilon chapter, I think we all. Um, I'm the math club president, I mean, uh, advisor, not president, sorry. Um, and so we're all very involved with uh, the students, you know, classroom, um, career planning, and, um, you know, advising as a whole. I love my colleagues. And of course, we have some wonderful adjuncts that help us with um, the supporting courses uh, for other degrees. Sure, that's fantastic. And that kind of leads me into uh, my final question here about, you know, what do you think separates St. Leo University in general, and specifically this bachelor's in math program uh, from other programs out there? And I do know, you know, in all of our programs, we really focus on, you know, the, the small class sizes, the one-on-one -on -one support uh, to, for our students. And I would imagine those same areas, you know, same uh, ideas, whatnot, apply to this program as well. Oh, absolutely, Greg. Um, so when I was thinking about, um, you know, getting ready for for our conversation, that was one of the, you know, the highlights that I would always share with uh, with students. Our math major classes are usually around ten, um, ten students in a class, which is which is great. You get to know not only your faculty but your cohort of students that are that you're attending um, and graduating with together. Um, your your faculty knows everything, um, you know, relevant to your career, your program objectives, your your goals for your life. Um, you're not just a number. Uh, in addition to, of course, these benefits, I'd like to also highlight the fact that because of our math club and Pi Epsilon, our uh, honor society chapter, um, we're very involved with the students in that area as well. We often take our students to local math conferences that we are very much involved with, as well as national conferences. Um, there are two big conferences that most of us attend, uh, one in August, which is called Math Fest, and then one in January, which we have taken many students to most of these uh, conferences that are either local or national, and the students uh, uh, obtain amazing experiences from these travels. You know, they network, they meet other students, they meet other faculty from different institutions, and they see, you know, what we provide here and what they can achieve if they continue their education. And the last thing that I want to mention, the last two things, I'm sorry, is that because we're small, our students have uh, opportunities to become leaders versus if you attend a bigger university, you may not be able to, you know, get such leadership roles so easily uh, and be supported at those. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to mention that, again, makes us a little bit different than other institutions is that as a part of the degree, our students uh, actually take a research course, a senior project course, where they pick a topic that they want to immerse themselves for at least one semester and dedicate themselves to, to learning about that topic. And they're going to work with a, with a faculty. Um, and so um, the beauty of that is, 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 is twofold. Number one, you know, they learn something that they're interested in. So we often encourage students to do interdisciplinary work. Um, you know, we've had students to do research on music and math, the relationship between music and math. We've had students 
who, um, who realized that they like programming. So they picked up a problem and they wrote a program that solved that problem. Um, we've had, of course, students that wanted to learn about how we can improve math education. What can we do to improve math education? So they did research in that, in that area. So it's, it's a fantastic way to, you know, to sort of dig deep see what you really like by the time they get to that that semester most students have an idea of what areas or what branches of mathematics they're interested in and especially if they want to pursue a graduate degree this will be sort of one step closer to writing that master's thesis and then later on a phd thesis absolutely very well said and, and great way to sum it up there all right, so again, our guest on this episode of the podcast is Dr. Monica Kiss, a professor of mathematics here at St. Leo University. And uh, Dr. Kiss, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate all the insight, and thank you for everything that you've done uh, for the university. Well, thank you, Greg, and thank you for your listeners to listen to what I had to share. I'm, it, it means a lot. Absolutely. All righty. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.